0: Welcome to the Operavi podcast, dedicated to points of view, challenges, experiences, and best practices in managing enterprise data. I am Darrell Richardson, the Chief Product Evangelist for Operavi, the data intelligence and automation company. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Operavi Podcast. My name is Daryl Richardson, the Chief Product Evangelist for Operavi. So today we're going to talk about uh, the CCPA uh, regulation um, and how Operavi can help uh, automate the processing of this type of regulated data. So the newly implemented California Data Privacy Act is designed to protect the residents of the state of California from misuse or breaches, uh, or, or unlawful distribution of the information. The bill is introduced and passed by the CA state legislature and implemented into law effective on January 1st, 2020. Like the General Data Privacy Regulation, or GDPR, this law is intended to give consumers protection against misuse of their personal data. So the law enables consumers the ability to opt out of commercial use of the personal information and also provides certain rights to the data with regards to access, security, um, long-term storage, uh, or, or uh, the ability to remove data that is no longer needed by a specific organization that collects data. So, um you know, first, you know what what is the CCPA Act? Um, the the California uh, Data Privacy Act is a, a regulation that provides guidelines for collecting, processing, or distribution of personal information related to persons that live in um, you know California. There are also you know some guidelines. That need to be applied as well, um, you know, from the individual. So the individual user rights to this information, like for instance, you know, you, you have the right to know what personal data is being collected about you. Um, you, you should also know whether your personal data is being sold or uh, distributed to, to other companies. Um, you also have the ability to say no to you know the sale or distribution of your personal data. Um, You should also have the right to access your personal data that's been collected by an organization. Also, you have the request, um, you have the ability to cr- request a business to delete any personal information about a consumer, you know, uh, you, you know that's, that's your data, right? Um, and you also have the right to not be discriminated against for exercising your privacy right. You know, so non-compliance with CCPA, um, similar to other privacy laws, can result in some major financial pen- penalties and, and some reputational damage as well. And in most cases, the reputational damage far out. Way is the financial penalty? Um, you know, for example, if a company is found to have an intentional violation of of the, the CCPA law, I mean, this can cost upwards to seven thousand five hundred dollars for each of those violations. Um, I mean, even unintentional violations could cost an organization twenty five hundred dollars for each violation another example would be you know, a data breach. Uh, if I mean, in the event of a release of of personal information due to some sort of a data breach, this can cost the uh, the organization between one hundred and seven hundred and fifty dollars for each person's data that was breached. you know, so I mean, if you had, hundred thousand users that their personal data was, you know, part of a breach. Uh, I mean, this, this could cost into the tens of millions of dollars for an organization. So it's imperative for organizations to be prepared and, and to be able to respond to a request of, of the CCPA type where, you know, people want their, their data managed and secured better, um, right. which, Which is their rights. So, you know, my definition CCPA in, in its simplest form is defined uh, as, you know, number one, uh, grant users rights over their data through access transfer, editing and deletion requests. Give the consumers the ability to opt out of certain data processing practices like distribution or delivery to, uh, you know, third party markets that, you know, they're going to use that data. Um, You know, three would be to establish uh, greater consequences for business that fail to adequately protect the information, which, you know, is that security aspect. If you're going to collect my data, I want you to make sure you're securing my data as well. You know, so that's one of the big problems that I find, um, you know, uh, with my own personal data is that I I don't feel you know, that there are organizations out there, you know, from the travel to, um, you know, hotel to, you know, other data collection methods that they don't adequately secure the information, right, Um, and and really don't address this information issue um, until some sort of breach or some event happens, right, you know, so that's that's kind of the, you know, big problem for me, Um, you know, and of course, Shifting accountability for data protection onto the business that's collecting it. So in other words, it's their responsibility as a business that does business in California that they should manage the security and protect that data at all costs from breach. You know, just from the reputational perspective, it's going to be a huge hit to their their wallets um, and and the corporate, uh, the growth of that company if something like that happens. So how would we know if a specific business is impacted by, um, CCPA. Um, you know, so there's a, there's a pretty good chart out there on the internet and, and I found one. Um, there's a couple of things on here that, you know, I would, I would label as, you know, a, an easy way to determine if, uh, if my business is going to be impacted by CCPA regulation. So I'll start from left to right and, you know, you can kind of go on Google and, and, you know, find this chart. Uh, you know, the first uh, obviously is is that the business is a for profit organization, right, and that does business in California. Number two would be the need to collect personal data from users, right? So anybody who goes to their website and if they're putting in their name, address, phone number, uh, you know, email address you know, any of that information, right? That would be personal data that they're collecting. Number three would be um, to uh, determine the means and the purpose of the personal data processing, right? You know, so in other words, I'm gonna give you my information, but what are you gonna use it for? I mean, I should know what you're gonna use my information for, right? Especially if there's going to be some third party distribution of that information. know number four obviously you know because it's ccpa the business that has a california presence or a footprint right in other words they have offices or they have clients or anything that is in california they're going to be impacted by this rule and then we go into like these three major um pillars um you know so number one is the company does does the company have a 25 million or greater gross revenue you know uh, so larger businesses are going to be the ones that are are most impacted here Um, number two would be does the organization profit more than 50% off of the personal data they're collecting in other words are they selling the personal data they're collecting and making money on it and is that equal to like 50% of uh, the, uh, of the information or the, the the collection of the information, right? Are they they profiting from more than 50% of the data that they're collecting? And then, of course, the last one would be, do they process personal information on more than 50,000 users um, annually? And the last one would be, then it must be a business, right? You know, so if it's a business and it meets all these other criteria, then the CCPA law is going to apply to you or your business, right? So it's, it's cut and dry. You know, a couple of things. Uh, you know, we look at what can personal information be used for, right? You know, so there's a couple of kind of provisions that get really sticky when you look at some of the the ways that businesses can get around some of the the issues in the or the the, the specifications in the law. You know, number one would be that the users are voluntary members of a loyalty or a reward, rewards program um, that requires their personal information, right? So um, offers of exclusive membership, deals, pricing of products, you know, at this point you're volunteering your information so that you can get these rewards, right? Which is sort of like a payment is how these guys look at it. So that data can be used because it's being produced freely right? Um, also, the value of the user's personal information when it reasonably relates to the value of price of a product, right? You know, so, you know, they, and this is a little bit difficult to understand how it's written, but I think what they're trying to say that if the more people that buy a certain product at this certain price, then they can say, look, these, the, this market segment is paying this price. So it's a fair price for something. <laughs> so I, I, I think that's how it, it's interpreted. It's a little bit difficult for me to understand that one. Um, and then, of course, the collection of the user's data is required uh, for or reasonably related to the function of a product or an offer. Um, you know, so, you know, that, that way it's, uh, you know, all the people in Orlando, Florida just bought this at this price, right? You know, so that I think, you know, if they wanted to produce that list of everybody in Orlando, they could probably do that because it's, impacting the the, the functionality of the product. Um, Again, it's a little bit odd, you know, that that's what they would be able to use it for. And of course, last one would be like uh, information that does not reasonably identify or link directly or indirectly indirectly, to a consumer AB 981 proposed to exempt insurance institutions already subject to comply with information uh, from the insurance agencies or the Personal Protection Act from CCPA compliance and, and, and again it, it you know these things get really wordy um, because they were created by lawmakers, <laughs> you know, so uh, the, the normal person is going to have a difficult understanding that. So, I, I mean, what I would do is just look it up on, on Google and, and see if you can make heads or tails of what they're trying to say. Um, but, But also another way that they can use your personal information is if, you know, they're not directly related to you, the person. In other words, they're not producing your name or email address or your address or whatever, but they're using you as a person in their stats. I think they can use that for that as well. So, you know, since we're talking about Operavi and our platform, you know, how can the platform streamline the process, right? You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back again and talk about how the platform classifies specific information, right? So like GDPR, where there are 81 different policies that help identify GDPR data from the, the personal data and the sensitive data. CCPA is very similar. Right. So we we have a specific California Consumer Privacy Act policy that detects all of the California centric personal identifiable information in accordance with the policy. Right. So all the data that is being collected on individuals, you know, and and then stored in the unstructured world in these Businesses that do business in California, the platform can scan, collect all the index, collect all the metadata of the file, and then run that through the classification engine to determine if there is, in fact, some sort of CCPA Regulated information there, um, and then flag it with the proper classification label. Right. In other words, so the files, if it does seem to have some sort of information that uh, you know is impacted by CCPA, we're going to put a label in the metadata under classifications that says that this is part. This the data enclosed in this file is part of the 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 CCPA policy. Right. So then you could do quick. um, You know, you you could find data quickly just by um, using the find filters to choose the classification CCPA and then go through your different filters by like date range, age, owners, file types, groups, whatever, and then find all the data quickly that is relating to CCPA, right? You know, in in most cases, like the right to be forgotten type functions, we would say a find filter set up for the last three years, um, second filter would be from a username right that would be the perceived owner or accessor or creator of the file and then has the label CCPA classification and then with those three criteria you should be able to find all of that user's information within that specific time frame and then either run an action on it either delete or export it or you know make a copy or do whatever you need to do what's being requested from you from that individual and it should be quick right? The one cool thing about the platform is since the platform collects all of the indexable content of a file, and in some cases, over 80 metadata fields, I mean, you you could find all the data that's relevant without actually even touching the files, you know, so those files live in a cloud resource, then only the data that you need to export is when that egress charge is going to happen, right? You know, so you would, you typically wouldn't need to even access the files unless it's part of that, that, um, that data finding exercise that you just did, right? You know, so, um, helping to find the information is going to be, um, Extremely relevant. So again, predefined CCPA classification policy. um, The predefined policies contain both personal and sensitive data that relates to CCPA. It's the the platform has a best-in-class classification engine that adds classification tags to all the files if the metadata or content of the file contains regulated information based on what it is you're looking for. So it could be CCPA, it could be GDPR, it could be healthcare. I mean, there's there's 150 different policies. So there's and they're all pre-built, ready go. Um, and, and providing a simple user-friendly content and metadata uh, fields that are easy to find data and quickly, right, so that you can act on it. Um, you know, obviously, the, the, the CCP law was created to protect consumers living in the state of California against misuse and data breachers. We should expect to see many other states falling in line to create their own privacy acts as well. New York, Florida, Texas... I know the Federal Privacy Act is also rumored to be in the works as well from you know the federal legislation. I would expect to have many new policies being added to the Operavi classification engine as they get released. Um, As these laws become part of the individual states laws, Operavi's classification will automatically update. Um, and be ready on day one when these acts take up place. So um, I would encourage you guys to go check out Operavi. It's a, it's a great platform, and, um, and thanks for listening today. I really appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Operavi podcast. For more information, see Operavi.com or contact us directly via email at info at operavi.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for the latest news, tips, and insights on data intelligence and automation. We'll be back soon with more episodes, so if you found today's topic useful, please subscribe, rate, and review, or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks, and see you soon.